0: Hello and welcome to Nested Folders. My name is Rosemary Orchard and I am here today with the lovely Scotty Jackson. Hello, Scotty.
1: Hi, Rose. How are you?
0: Oh, I'm excited. Today is reference material day. Woo!
1: Yeah. So if we forget what we are going to do, we've got a point that we can go back to to remember what it was we were going to talk about.
0: Exactly. Uh, And I spent a lot of time in libraries growing up, so I've I've got a soft spot for referencing. Thanks. Mm. Uh, I'm a big Mm -hmm. fan of the Dewey Decimal System, actually. Not just because there's a book about a cat called Dewey, but you know, (laughs) because I like referencing things.
1: Uh, Well, and that's, I mean, that's a pretty key part of any kind of project or task management is is having that reference material to go back to. So,
0: Exactly. Yeah. Where do do you
1: want to start?
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, I think maybe a good thing to start is what is reference material, right? Mm. So why, why is this stuff not in our task management systems? Because... I, I have seen people do this before, um, and it always makes me go, yeah, uh, when I see this, where you've got things that you want to read and stuff in your task management system. And I don't mean in action, read article X. I mean, the entire article is like pasted in into your task title. Right. Um, and that always concerns me a little bit, because on the one hand, reading something absolutely is a task. But do you really want to have this kind of stuff floating around in your task management system? Or do you, do you just want to have a task that says, hey, read this and then link out to your reference system? And that—that that is something that everybody has to decide for themselves. Personally, I am a very much a proponent of reference material does not belong in your task management system. Um, just because it bloats things up. And the bigger your database is, the longer it's going to take to sync every time. And uh, I have enough tasks in there that it takes a while anyway.
1: I I agree, and I, I think I I think of it like those organizers that you get for your, your 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 flatware, where you have like the forks go here, the knives go here, and the spoons go here, and then you don't have to worry about like what goes where because there's there's a place for that. And so I like to be that purist about a task management system is just for actions. Like
0: mm-hmm. when I
1: come when I complete something, it's 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 gone. Like yes. I, I I don't care to have any kind of uh float some or jet some about that hang around or need to go back to it. So be really um strict in how I separate what is what is reference material, like what is like the content, and what is really just the action part.
0: Exactly, and and for me, this is also really useful because I can also go and review just my reference material to see maybe if there are outstanding actions. But if I'm reviewing the tasks and the reference material at the same time, and it's all intermingled together, I can no longer accurately identify what is something I need to do versus what is something I need to think. Like I can look at when I'm when I'm figuring out exactly how it is I can do something.
1: That's right. It's like the difference between like knowing that you have to go buy groceries and reading your whole grocery list.
0: That is exactly it. Like you don't need like in the case of groceries you could argue that seeing the number of things on your grocery list like increases the uh, importance of doing your grocery shopping. But at the same time most of us have got a pretty good idea with something like a grocery list of how urgent is it that I need to go grocery shopping? Like am I at the point where I'm going okay, so for dinner I'm going to be having Two-year-old crackers, um, and I think there's some uncooked rice. If I like dust out the corners of my cupboards, mm. um, you know, like most people have got a pretty good feel for there's something in in the in the kitchen at home versus there's nothing in the kitchen at home. Um, that that's something else. But you can always, you know, do workarounds like. For example, in the case of this, you might just add everything to the note of the task if it's go grocery shopping.
1: I I suppose, but but again, like when we talk about looking at what you have to do against what the yeah. content of doing that looks like, uh, to me those are very different. Yes. Very different dimensions.
0: Absolutely. Um, And especially when it comes to the, the bigger, more complex things in life. So, for example, I recently wrote a new theme for my blog and there were a bunch of things that I wanted to have as a reference and a bunch of things that I wanted to have as tasks. And these two were very separate. Like I had examples of what I wanted a photo page to look like. Um, and examples of what I wanted to include on my About page, which I still haven't rewritten, but my blog theme is done. Um, and I, I put all of this into DevonThink because this way I had everything saved and I had all of the information there. And in the case of uh, web pages, I could just click on the links and it would open like the next page on the website if I needed that. And then I put the separate tasks in OmniFocus because build a photo page, I don't need to have eight subtasks for the eight different possible designs for photo pages I've seen. That is just going to be confusing um, in general, and then I, in omnifocus it was just that one task which linked in my case to a group in Devonthink um, for exactly what it was that I needed to be looking at for my reference
1: no, and that's really that's really cool to have that kind of division. I have a a similar sort of relationship going between uh, agenda and omnifocus. Um, Agenda has actually recently been upgraded in a couple of really neat ways. One is that you can, uh, finally reorganize, uh, projects and categories in the sidebar, uh, which is, which is really handy. The, the other one is that you can now create projects with the X callback URL. So still no native shortcut actions, but you can build projects with the X callback, which means that I, like, I can make a shortcut that will simultaneously create um, a project in both agenda and omnifocus and I can have them link to each other. and mm-hmm. so I can say actions here reference material over here. So if I'm storing things like you know meeting notes, documentation, risk registers, decision logs, all of that kind of great stuff that goes along with a bigger project. I've got agenda for that and then mm-hmm. when I need to think about the discrete, You know, actions, you know, follow up with so and so, email so and so about, um, write this, uh, that goes in, in OmniFocus. And I can, you know, by keeping the two cross linked, I can quickly flip between content and action.
0: Yes, and I do something very similar as well with, with DevonThink. It also has really great URL schemes. Again, no shortcut support yet. Um, I would really like to find something that's not Evernote that has good shortcut support, but Evernote itself is still using whatever the, the workflow team back in the day programmed it to shortcuts. Um, and I find that actually, you know, this automation here for me is really key. I need to be able to automatically create a group in DevonThink and um, a project in OmniFocus at the same time. Um, and I need to be able to easily turn a task into either uh, one single reference note or uh, a group uh, because I, I use groups a lot, actually, especially for more complex tasks, which are going to take longer for me to do or that need more thinking about, They, you know, the ones that have got sub actions, uh, I create groups uh, for those subgroups inside the project group. Um, and, and I, I, I do a lot of that and I find that this makes it much easier. It's a much lower barrier to entry because I, th- I think that's something that we really need to consider if we're setting up like a reference system, it has to be easy because if it's not easy, you're not going to use it. And then you go back to, you know, filing things with stacks where stuff is just everywhere and anywhere and you don't know where anything is anymore.
1: I, I totally agree. And I also like, and I, I am super guilty of, um, using, um, artifacts or things as sort of like bookmarks for actions later. Like Mm -hmm. I say to myself, Oh, I really need to, uh, read this particular document or something like that. So I'll like leave that document on my desktop knowing that like, Oh, I know that when I see it, I'll, I'll need to read it. And, um, but of course, of course I'm never looking at it when I have time. I look at it when I minimize a window and go, ah, damn, I still need to read that thing. Um,
0: And also sometimes future you is not as smart as current you. And future you has no idea why this document is on your desktop anymore. Or why do I have this tab pinned in Safari? Like this makes no sense to me.
1: That's how you end up with 54 in your inbox, right? Like you just, you you think you will remember something forever and you just don't. And so uh, I I like thinking about um, the difference between reference material and tasks, because I think when I frame my thinking that way, it really reminds me to be super clear on what something is—is is this action or is this for an action?
0: Yes, and and that is, I think, the the very not easy, but that's the very defining point. Uh, this is for an action versus this is an action. Like the reference material for the photo pages, um, are, they're they're not something that I could do something with other than look at them. Um, and you know, I could do a bit of dissection, figure out exactly what they're doing here and there with the code to make it work and look pretty, but it's not an action by itself. It needs right. an action that it can do, be supporting it. That's what it's there for. It's to help and support rather than to be done.
1: Exactly. And, and, and two, I, I think that I, at least for me, my initial reaction to this line of thinking, when I got into, you know, because this is a really a GTD thing, right? Was it was question one, what is it? And uh, when I got into this line of thing, I thought, oh my God, that seems like a lot of work to like think about all of these things. But the reality is that, no, this is about 20 seconds of your life to determine what is the action here and and what do I do with this stuff? And, and that 20 seconds up front saves you a heck of a lot of heartache, headache, and time down the road too.
0: Yes, absolutely. Because it's one of these things where if you you don't spend the time to prepare, so if fail the plan is a plan to fail. That's the, that's the phrase that I'm thinking of right. there, um, and it that is very true with a lot of these things as well. Because if I just throw something in OmniFocus, okay, this happens. I click uh, on the the service to share a URL to OmniFocus. And I just click done. And then I'm going through my inbox three hours later going, why do I have knitted dress mm. in my inbox? Like, did, did I want to buy this? Did I want to give it as a gift? Um, and then I open the page and I have to do that thinking all over again. Right. Um, and that's not to say that you need to like filter everything and file everything correctly um, you know, as you add things, but that little bit of thinking up front of actually, is this reference material or is this a task? And then putting it in the right place. So in the case of the dress, all I would have had to do would be actually to rename it um, and say, buy knitted dress when it goes on sale. Um, And this is one of the the ways that I do reference material. Sometimes I do just put a link in the note of the task or the project in OmniFocus. In fact, a lot of my tasks and notes in OmniFocus have got a link in the mm-hmm. in the notes section um and that link maybe to a website for something like the dress that's going to go on sale next week or it's a link to devon think and when i tap on that it opens that right area of devon think for me um and that that's one of the the real key features for me like i have to be able to easily get from a to b as well
1: totally and i think i think when you're taking the time to dissect hey of this of this thing that i'm looking at what is reference material about the action and what is the Mm -hmm. action once you've made that separation and you've clearly defined both yeah tying them together with with a link is um is incredible and uh, the other um shortcut that i use in my life here too is is i try and get um as aggressive as I can about only having the reference material that is relevant. So for example, if I get like this 30 page PDF and I know that the section on pages eight through nine is really what I want. A lot of times I'll copy and paste that just into agenda or Mm -hmm. keep, just put it somewhere else and ditch the rest so that I'm not having to comb through anything and I can get right to the stuff that really matters. Um, Yes. A- anything you can do to make it easier on yourself later to get to the the, the things that you care about—that's th- worth work worthwhile doing.
0: Yes, it, in the case of the PDFs, because I I have a lot of academic reference material. I'm working on my master's degree. There's a surprising number of essays to write for a programming degree. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, you have all these things, and there's a 500-page PDF. I generally think that I probably need maybe 10 to 20 of those pages for the thing that I'm writing. Uh, I don't delete the other 490 or 480 pages. Uh, I use the bookmark function uh, to bookmark it so I can just jump straight to that because so often in those 10 to 20 pages, in my case, there'll be something else I need to jump back to. Um, And so another trick there is to get to know your reference material and you may have to act differently depending on what kind of material it is, especially academic material. Uh, You know, you can't necessarily just delete the other stuff because it could be that actually you're reading page three but on page 72 it says well what we talked about on page three was a very simplistic overview and it's actually got a lot of flaws in it or something and you need to be able to acknowledge that um but bookmarking in my case works for me uh really well so i can jump straight to the relevant page right and, I,
1: and that's a good point right L- one size does not fit all and one rule does not apply in all yeah. situations nice to have different mm-hmm. you know potential approaches to this i think yeah the major bullet point is make it easy for yourself to get to the part that matters.
0: Yes. And no. have a system in place. If right. that system is not perfect, that's great because that means that you have a system that you're applying and you're finding the errors in it so you can fix them. Um, and I would actually argue that finding out your system is not perfect is a really, really important step.
1: I agree. And it's neat too, like when you have a system like this, I really like hearing about your Devon Think Omnifocus relationship is that you, you now have removed so many decisions from your life. Yes. Because, because you've got a, you've got a spot for this and you've got rules that you have set up for yourself. And I think that not only having that set of rules so that you don't have to decide every single time a new thing comes in, but also knowing that these are rules that you have built. Because you know that mm-hmm. they work for you, um, yes, you know that those rules don't just exist, but that they're effective. and that's that's really cool when designing a system to have that kind of that kind of outcome in mind.
0: yes. and also you need to be able to ad- adapt between depending on what kinds of things. So for example, I write code for a living. that's my day job. My code definitely does not belong in my task management system. It belongs in my IDE (laughs) where I actually write my code. um, And the tasks belong in my task management system. If I start putting code in my IDE, everything is going to go horribly, horribly wrong, especially because in my case, other people are working on this stuff. So I can't just say, oh, no, sorry, uh, actually, everything that you did there, you're going to have to redo because I had a more up-to-date version in my task management system, If I did that, uh, people may lynch me. Um, (laughs) Or at the very least, they take away my chocolate supplies, which would be terrible. And I don't like that. Um, And so, uh, you know, I have to put that code somewhere else. But in the case of code, it belongs in my IDE and in our version control system at work. Um, However, the reference material on that email that I need to write um, to to my manager and his manager um, about uh, some different processes that we would like to implement... The reference material belongs in Devonthink um, because that that's that kind of reference material. And even though both of these are work-related, that's what I do because one thing belongs in one place and another thing belongs in another. And slowly learning to recognize that. you know I, This is not something that sprang fully formed from the head of Zeus, just like Athena did. This is something that I've been working on for years. Right. It's like building a wall. You have to make a start. You have to put down a brick. And once you've put down a brick, then you can put down another brick. And if you do that every week, then after a year, you're going to have a wall um, and that wall is going to be your library and that library is your reference material.
1: Well, and, and that's the thing. I mean, this, this is important to notice that what you and I are discussing here are the systems that we use. These are like fully formed systems that we have come to after, you know, years of practicing GTD, using OmniFocus for years and using reference material for a long time and building up rules and so on. So we're, we're describing what we have, you know, at the finish line where people listening might be, you know, might just be closer to the starting line and that and that's okay. Um, yes. So, you know, don't expect to have this fully formed system, you know, oh, I know, I'll just put together, you know, these shortcuts, these systems and boom, I'm off to the races you'll you'll need to do some experimenting i i would imagine and find mm-hmm. you know the applications and practices that work the best for you because you know certain applications will encourage you know different nuances of different ways of using them and different ways of thinking and and you need to figure out you know what combination is going to be most appropriate for you and for your needs
0: Definitely. Um, and I would actually uh, like to give some advice for people who are just starting out with a reference management system, because mm. this can easily be a huge time sink. OK, so you find something, you do some research and, you know, we've talked about um, Devonthink, Agenda and Evernote. Um, and so you look at it and you go, "Ah, oh, Agenda, that looks perfect for me. And you immediately spend a week and a half getting everything into Agenda and organizing it perfectly. And then you never use Agenda again. This is so easy to do. And I've done this. Mm. I've done this so many times. And for me, the trick is don't move everything over. Start fresh with your system and put things in there as you need them um, and as they come up and as they belong there. And then after a couple of weeks, do a review and have a look and go, okay, so what's working here and what isn't working? Because investing all that time up front to put everything in there drains you. Because you spend so much time sorting and filing and reorganizing and shuffling things around, and in reality, all you're doing is moving a stack of paper from A to B, okay? Or maybe it's from you know the entirety of your apartment or house uh, into this one particular little box, um, and that's that can be really draining. So I would highly recommend start with you know absolutely nothing and work up from there as you need to, because it may turn out that like you've got a bunch of stuff in your filing system that you think is super important, but you never need to reference. And it's there waiting for someday, and maybe someday will never come, or maybe someday will come. But when that comes, you know, don't throw out everything you've got, but just move things in there as you need them.
1: That is that is such a great point. I mean, it, it's it, it, it's an idea that presents so well. Have all of your things follow a simple set of guidelines and all use the same, you know, application or environment. Like that, that looks like a really good bullet on a on a on a slide at a TED talk, but. The reality of getting to that is a lot of work and the the Mm -hmm. actual payoff of that work, I feel like a little bit of organizational debt to yourself is okay as long as you know where that debt is. And I mean, the reality is that like most modern applications or file systems or operating systems have good enough search that, yeah, it might be a little bit more laborious, but you can – you can find what you need eventually <laughs> eventually eventually, eventually. Yes. i mean
0: well that's one of the reasons why i use Think because it has really good search and be, and it's it's got some really fancy search things as well so you can specifically look for um you know Jackson within one word of Scotty um, so if I wrote Scotty Awesome Ooh. Jackson, then I could get it to find that as well as just Scotty Jackson and things like that. Um, and that's one of the reasons why I've chosen the system I've chosen, because I know even if I just dump a bunch of stuff, you know, in, in the holding area to be filed, I will still be able to find it um and I, I i do try and clear out that holding area of my filing system on a regular basis but i don't make myself file something immediately i know david allen says you know if you're going to file something file it straight away hmm. um but uh, there, there, are, there are many things that you can do i don't have the time to do that every time especially because sometimes i'm just collecting things and i haven't yet figured out exactly what it is that i'm collecting like for example that the, the the wordpress thing that i wrote for my blog um you know i was i was there collecting ideas but i wasn't quite sure exactly how many ideas i was going to end up with are were there going to be subsets to these were was everything just going to be one link um and as it was i ended up with a group with a couple of subgroups and then a couple of other top level items within the group um and but that only came about after i'd collected everything and then thought about it for a couple of days actually um so you don't force yourself to file everything immediately, especially if the system that you're using has good search and it should
1: do. Honestly, honestly. I mean that, I I know you have file everything the minute you get sure. I mean, (laughs) 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 that's, that's my like favorite kind of organizational debt. And I keep, I, I keep a folder on my desktop called inbox and I keep a in tray in my closet where stuff piles up and I'm, I'm okay with that because that's stuff that I know is not actionable. I know it's only reference material and it's probably like what I, what I call like deep reference material, like the warranty of a mattress or something like that. Like I'm probably not going to pull that out tomorrow. I'm probably not going to need it within the next couple of weeks, but I know that I have to keep it. So, Mm -hmm. so I mean, yeah, there's, there's timeliness – I mean, actions are where there's a, a, a timeliness requirement. And I so I like having a clean inbox in, in OmniFocus because that's theoretically action stuff. But where it comes to reference material, eh, I mean, that's that's a spot where I'm, I'm at peace with myself if I'm not, like, immediately squeaky clean on all the things.
0: Plus, it makes for a great activity for, like, Friday afternoon at 3 o'clock when you're there and you're pretty much brain dead and you're ready for the weekend – and you just can't work work anymore. Or Mm -hmm. maybe, you know, you've done your weekly review and there's a bunch of stuff blocking you, so you've sent off some emails to chase people up on that. But realistically, nothing's going to happen before Monday. That's a great time to actually sit there and file and review the things in your filing system. Um, And maybe, you know, transfer some things over from your old system as well while you're tidying things up. Um, But, you know, it's it's kind of fun to batch these things, or at least it is for me. I guess that's my nerd side showing there.
1: (laughs) i I agree but but i and I think that's maybe that's why I, I look at it as organizational debt and then I pay it back all at once um but as part of a weekly review, it can also be an interesting trigger of like, oh, here was this thing that occurred. Is there anything that is new about this in my mind that I haven't brain dumped mm-hmm. episode ten or that I haven't um you know acted on that you know maybe didn't come up in my weekly review and I need to treat it a certain way, episode five. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And and that's one of those things where you can, and arguably should, have a browse through your reference material every once in a while as well, because just like an orchard, this this thing needs pruning, um, where you'll go through (laughs) and it turns out that you have a receipt for your mattress from 25 years ago. First of all, if you have a receipt from a mattress 25 years ago, congratulations on your excellent organizational skills. Please give yourself a pat on the back and a gold star. That is fabulous. Um, Secondly, your mattress is probably out of warranty and you might want to replace it. (laughs) Um, But, you know, like these things... Grow, um, especially in the digital world. If you have a filing cabinet, it's very easy. There is a physical limit. In a digital world, not so much. Um, and that's one of those things where you need to every once in a while, you know, weed in, wade in there with the garden shears and uh, just toss some stuff out maybe some things in there just need to move to a separate system so i have reference material for someday maybe uh in other places because guess what my someday maybe list is not in my task manager so the reference material for my someday maybe list doesn't need to be in the same in the same database as the reference material that i use for everything else Um, and that for me is uh, a a nice thing to do on a Friday afternoon, especially in the run up to Christmas where everybody is relaxing at work and eating their body weight in chocolate. Or is that just me? Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you, episode you 11 someday, maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, you can sit there and go through and, and give it a prune, but I, I would argue that you should give it a prune, especially, you know, if you are keeping things like, you know, manuals for devices, I love to browse through these in the run up to Christmas because a, it reminds me of, Hey, I did buy that bread maker. Where'd it go? have not I haven't made bread since last Christmas, which is mm-hmm. when I got it. I should probably make bread again. Um, and you know, and it's also a time of year where we often have a bit of a clear out, um, right. you know, making making room for the new presents, at which point you can delete the reference the manuals for things and things like that. And it's always good to clear everything out.
1: It's important to recognize that at some point you probably recycled your blackberry curve and you don't need that manual anymore,
0: probably not. Let it I mean, you you could keep it for nostalgia purposes. Maybe sure. you'll it will turn into uh, the BlackBerry version of Stephen Hackett, where you, you have an office <laughs> full of full of Blackberries. I'm not sure I can recommend that, but.
1: Um but I know okay we talked a lot about Devon think I know you also use Airtable for a lot of things does it like how does that figure into your- uh, so
0: I was talking to somebody the other day and they said airtable comes up in every single episode of every podcast you make I don't think it's that bad but I do love and use Airtable I use Airtable a lot um and I find Airtable is really good for um for some projects that I manage so for example uh, I've been writing a book and I've needed to keep track of the different sections that I'm writing in my book and what's written what's been edited what's What things do I still need to take screenshots for? And all that kind of stuff. Um, And this is one of the things that Airtable for me is perfect for, because I don't want every single one of those tasks in OmniFocus. That would be an awful lot of tasks. And quite frankly, I need like a grid form for this where I can just check things off and it automatically moves stuff around based on what needs to happen and puts things in different views. This is the kind of thing a database is made for and Airtable is a great database. Um, and so, you know, if you've got things, especially if you, it's a collaborative reference material type system, then Airtable is great for Mm -hmm. that. So we actually have an Airtable for nested folders uh, where we keep ideas for episodes in there um, and we have information about ourselves just in case I forget who I am. That happens on a semi-regular basis. Um, And all sorts of stuff. And it also means that we can look through and we can pick out an episode idea. And when we add an episode idea, it's available to the other person. Um, And that's something else that you should take into account when you're choosing your reference system. You know, what kind of information is this? Does it need to be easily automatable if you're sharing a reference system with me? Yes, it does. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, do you, what do you need to be able to get out of it? Right.
1: And, and and how does it work for the rest of the audience? Like, does the solution that you've picked, does that, does that suit uh, the crowd if this is a reference system that is meant to serve just beyond just yourself? So- that that's uh, that's that's a really that's a really good uh, consideration
0: yes definitely and i would highly recommend if you're starting something that's supposed to be reference material for a group of people start with our good old standby folders and files uh doesn't have to be physical ones it can be digital ones but folders and files are something that everybody can understand that's right and uh, from there, you might want to look at a wiki system or something. We use Confluence at work. So some of my reference material is in Confluence because other people need to access it. We need to be able to see who changed what, when, and if they've added a comment to that. You just have to pick the right tool for the right job. And it, it may be the case uh, that you may need more than one tool for this job. Different tools for different elements of the job. And that's okay, as long as there is a system and you can remember that system and you try and keep the number of systems to a minimum. That's right.
1: Because, I, I mean, yeah, I, I think there's this – there's. We often default to this fascinated idea of like, "Oh, if only I had just like one app that could handle all of this stuff, but that 's silly because that would be like getting a phone with one app on it called phone, and it does like your email, your calendar, and your reference material and your task management and all and and that just is a usability nightmare, so having multiple applications mm-hmm. is totally okay the key is is in having yes. different um clear roles and responsibilities for each of those applications and rules for yourself about when and how you'll employ them.
0: Definitely. And uh, making sure that you can access the stuff on all the devices that you need to access it on as well. So for example, mm-hmm. if you need to be able to get your reference material on your phone, then something that is, for example, I don't know, stored in on a Windows server that you can only access from your Windows machine at work, is probably not going to work. Tricky. Probably. Um, so pick a system that is going to work for you in all of the scenarios that you are currently working in. Uh, don't necessarily think too much about your, well, in a perfect world, I do everything from a 4.5 inch, uh, phone (laughs) with uh, a Bluetooth keyboard attached. Think about what you actually use this in, because that's, that's what it needs to survive first.
1: Right. And then one last asterisk, I think, and I think we mentioned this in the someday, maybe episode as well. Uh, Episode 11 um, is that we need to be conscientious, too, about um, what material we store, where if we have, you know, jobs where we work for companies that might have uh, security constraints or things like that about Mm -hmm. where material can live. Or if you're working with copyrighted material, uh, there might be rules around where you can and can't store that. So uh, that's another thing to keep in mind as an indicator of what system might be most appropriate for you.
0: Definitely. And that's one of the reasons why I use DevonThink, because I keep all of my personal stuff synced uh, via Dropbox, uh, but all of my work stuff is synced via our work own cloud instance, so it never leaves work devices, um, which means that I can use that one system, but I just have different databases for different areas of my life. Um, and that, for me, has been really, really useful.
1: Nicely done. So with that, maybe that's the uh, right place to uh, wrap up this, uh, this episode's discussion.
0: I think it is. And so I hope everybody has a very reference-y uh, holiday season. That, that's
1: that's <laughs> right. And make a task about re- reviewing that too. Just, you
0: know, oh, yeah. Yes.
1: Uh, rosemary Orchard, where, people, where might people find you on the internet?
0: Uh, people can find me at rosemaryorchard.com. I am at rosemaryorchard on Twitter and at rosemary underscore orchard on Instagram. Where can people find you, Scotty?
1: Uh, people can find me at heyscottyj.com or by the same name on Twitter and Instagram. Wonderful. And then people can find us at nestedfolderspodcast.com or tweet us with all of your wonderful comments, suggestions, and feedback at nestedfolders.
0: Yes. And oh my gosh, we love your feedback. And I would love to know what reference systems you are using and what problems you've run into with them.
1: Absolutely. And what task management systems uh, you're using as well and how they interoperate with your reference material. That that would be uh, really interesting to talk about.
0: Definitely. So. We'll see everybody in two weeks. Bye.
1: Bye, all.